Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. To another edition of the Lynn Sandy Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the particular pod for this week, please do not be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. And please don't be afraid to hit us with that five-star because you think I'm hot. Or if you think that Bryce Shaddy is a lovely yeah, co-host, don't be afraid to get a five-star as well. Or right, perhaps man. you could just say to yourself, you know, this is a great podcast with incredible entertainment and we're giving you this great content and we're going to give you even greater content that Bryce and I'll talk to you about at the end of the show. Uh, so give us a five star, uh, give us a four star, give us whatever you think is positive for us. Uh, whatever comments, suggestions, feedback you have, please don't be afraid to give that to us. And uh, there's plenty of stuff coming from the network, but enjoy this episode. And without further ado, uh, Bryce Shaddy, it is 748 Eastern time of the first day of the NBA free agency. And, and Rice Yeti, uh, we have been told, hey, let's do a podcast on this. Uh, and, you know, of course, you and I did not uh, reject this idea. Uh, it's it's been it, it's going to be very good to, to be able to talk about these moves. And, and we're going to be talking about them pretty much in real time for about 746, you know, for about an hour, probably an hour and a half or so of just what's been going on. And then we will also have uh, a podcast with Alex and Dylan on their power hour that'll discuss moves as well. Even some of the moves that we might be talking about on this pod. So uh, Bryce, it, it should be a terrific time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's been, I mean, we are two hours into free agency and we have seen the deals, Caleb. We have yeah. seen uh, the running total right now is we are sitting at $993 million worth of contracts that have been handed out so far. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's just so, it's a lot of money and, and, you know, let's just talk about where the money went. And, you know, Bryce, I feel like the, the move that comes up to the top for me and, and, and we'll talk about this move first is, is in the Eastern conference in particular uh, with Kyle Lowry, uh, you know, a guy that was a red hot uh, name. Many teams had interest. Uh, many teams were saying, Hey, let's go get this guy. Let's sign and trade for this guy. Yada, yada, yada. Kyle Lowry ends up going to the Miami heat. Bryce, I mean, let's, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say Kyle Lowry is an icon in Toronto. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. uh, you could argue he's the greatest player to that franchise. Yeah. Now, the thing that is tricky about that is Toronto wanted to go to a different direction. And, you know, that is when Miami was able to say, look, uh, you know, let's let's go get this guy. Uh, let's go make it happen. And my question to you is, does a move like this move the needle for you on the Miami Heat? You were low on the Miami Heat this postseason. Does this move the needle for you? Uh, I mean, ever so slightly. I, I don't know what the – I mean, obviously, Lowry brings a stability to to your team. Um you know, he seems like he's aging like Chris Paul. I guess we'll find out in this upcoming season how much of an impact he can still have on the court. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what this really does for this team yet. Uh, I mean, they seem to have they seem to be building something. Um, I am a little worried about uh, about some of their bench play. Um, those are things that you could solve, though. Um, 
They re-signed Duncan Robinson five years, $90 million, which is a lot of money uh, for just a pure shooter. Uh, Caleb, you know my thoughts about Duncan Robinson and his inexcusable quotes in stories about him being more than a shooter. But nonetheless, they have done what they've done. They, they re-signed Jimmy Butler to a max uh, extension as well. I think it was four years, like $148 million or something like that. If I'm, if I'm not. Yes. Yes. So yes. I, I, th- I think it's a good get for the Miami Heat. I don't know how much this moves the needle for them. Uh, this may put them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, we still have to remember Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets are going to come back healthy. Uh, yes. they, they are, um, I, I would say maybe the ceiling is Eastern conference finals, but I'm not even sure about that. If I'm being completely honest with you, Caleb. Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Butler, Butler's going to get 104 million because this contract extension and Kyle Lowry's going out and making this type of money, you know, you know, as an older point guard. Okay. I mean, that's just a fact. It, it really just depends on how you think that, you know, a guy with Lowry's skill set ages, in my personal opinion, if you think that Lowry uh, ages well, then you probably think Chris Paul ages well and vice versa. Look, the way that I see it for Miami, I think they needed a floor general. And in the sense of, I think they needed a guy who genuinely was going to make players better and do it at an all-star level. Dragic was a player that could make other guys better, but it was clear that he was not the same. And I think Kyle Lowry gives you this level of elite talent at guard. Uh, particularly at point guard uh, that they haven't had in a very long time, Bryce. Mm. Uh, And by very long time, like as a point guard, like I'm serious. Like what? Tim Hardaway, best point guard they've ever had, best point guard they've had since uh, Tim Hardaway at point guard. I mean, it's, 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 you know, this is a really good addition for them. Uh, The way that I see it for, for, for Miami is look, if they can figure out the bench, if they can adjust the bench pieces, I'm very curious to see what they gave up in the sign and trade. But if if they if they said, look, like, you know, say we did the rumored deal, the Dragic and the, you know, the, you know, whatever, we make that move, we we say this is the right decision for us, yada, yada, yada. Well, okay, when you still have Kendrick Nunn, that you could get back if you wanted him. You 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 could go out. And say that Tyler Hero had just a rough year and maybe he gets better the second year. Uh, you know, even though I thought he was awful last year. Or you could say to yourself, uh, Duncan Robinson, you know, he could be legit. Uh, we paid him a lot of money. Uh, maybe we use somebody in our mid-level. Uh, Miami has plenty of options. Uh, but to me, Kyle Lowry is like the perfect complement to what they already had. And he fits what they do. He's a physical defender. He, he's a guy that just comes out, works hard does his job, and I think that's going to favor Miami moving forward. I, I think they could be a top three team in the East. As long as as long as long this team can knock down the bench moves, okay? Uh, you know, Philadelphia is going to really have to get their depth going. They just lost Dwight Howard back to the Lakers. They, they just – they come out of this, uh, you know, feeling pretty confident for the most part. Maybe they I, – I think they should feel good. I, I agree with you, Bryce. I think Eastern Conference Finals is perfectly reasonable for Miami Heat. It's perfectly reasonable if they do them if they make the moves effectively. And I, I think Pat Riley's got something under his belt. I mean, he's just too good at his job. Uh, and there's no reason to think that he won't put together a team that fits the bill. Uh, sure. but next up on the list, Bryce, uh, you know, Chris Paul got a fat extension. Uh, you know, and I get it. I mean, the Suns were, you know, the Western Conference champions. Uh, but, you know, my God, 
that's a lot of money for Chris Paul, a lot. Mm-hmm. And especially given the fact that you're going to look to pay this type of money when he's in his upper thirties, Bryce, mm-hmm. do you think that this is worth it for them? And do you think that he could sustain his play? Well, I, I don't think there's a reason not, not to re-sign Chris Paul. I mean, he's the re, he's a big part of the reason why you got to the NBA finals in the first place. And I mean, honestly, the Suns are lucky that he declined his $44 million player option this year. Um, so, I mean, they're getting a $14 million discount uh, by signing him to, you know, basically $30 million for the next three years. Uh, that contract will expire when Chris Paul is 40. I think at that point we may see Chris Paul retire. Um, I think that's the expectation. I think that's the way that the deal was set up, but I don't think Phoenix had a choice. I mean, anything that you get, anything that would have been available to you is going to be a downgrade from Chris Paul. Let's be completely honest. It's not like they were going to get a Kyle Lowry. They're not going to get another premier point guard. They're not going to get a Damian Lillard, right? This is the guy, this is the guy that they need to keep. He was a big reason they made the finals again. So I, I think this makes total sense uh, for Phoenix. Uh, they even re-signed campaign uh, to a three-year yeah. $19 million contract, which I think yeah. is is good value um, after he performed extremely well in the playoffs, and hopefully he can build on that. Um, but, but Caleb, I, where else is Phoenix getting better, though? Well, that, that's that's well, kind of my thing. They, I don't know that you well, could just run it back. Right, here's the, here's the thing with them, right? I mean, they did lose Craig to the Pacers, which that's I'm right, they gonna, did. I'm not, I'm not gonna allow Bryce to go too big. No, uh, no, no, no. Oh, we're I'm, gonna I'm circle not, back. I'm not, no, we're not. And yeah, we we're are. Not, and no, we're, we're really not. Oh, and yeah, then, we the, are. The other thing with Phoenix that they did was instead of picking uh, with their first round selection, uh, they called Brooklyn and said, "I want Shamit," and they got a trade in for him. And I think Shamit can shoot the lights out of the ball, so they did add some shooting. Uh, but they did lose Tory Craig, a piece that they got this season through basically nothing. And I, I just look the way that I see the the, the Suns is I think there's opportunity. Uh, I know that I'm trying to do what I can to get a backup five in there. I know that. Uh, but you, you mean know, you I don't think like Sarge? No. You know how I feel about Sarge. I don't need to. Replay you mean you don't you don't like Kaminsky? I don't. No, I don't need to replay. I don't need to replay both. I don't need to replay that. And Kaminsky is <laughs> Kaminsky is hot garbage. Look, the way that I the way that I see it when it comes to the Phoenix Suns is they probably need to fix the backup five. Okay, all right, they do. Uh, they need to fix the backup five, and I honestly believe that they're probably going to have to look to get some three four help. Uh, maybe a power forward uh, would really help them because because of the Tory Craig situation and him leaving. So. I get, you know, I understand it, uh, but but I think it'll be a fascinating, uh, you know, process to watch. How does Phoenix look to redeem itself? How do they feel like they can effectively get the team better? Uh, I mean, we're only one day in free agency, Bryce. We're, we're here basically talking live for a couple hours. So they got some time. And like you said, I think Payne was a great contract. They didn't pay very much for Cameron Payne. Right. All I know is. All I know is that I would pay Cameron Payne that much money, and you knew I hated his guts before the postseason because I think he's basically a roller coaster. Right. Okay. And he and and you paid him a lot less money, and and I think that's fantastic. He he's a player that can come in and do exactly what you need about five million dollars. That's a good move. So if they keep making moves like that, they're in perfect position. Uh, you know, next team for me, Bryce. 
Um, a team that, in my opinion, has been hot, hot, hot in a lot of rumors, uh, a lot of trades, potential for stars. The Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks got a guy that you and I both just really like, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., total bucket getter, guy that can come in and really play effectively. And, Bryce, my question for you is, when you get Tim Hardaway back, you get Reggie Bullock from the Knicks, which, by the way, there is a reason Reggie Bullock left the New York Knicks. There's a reason they left the New York Knicks because he knows the New York Knicks are making some odd moves with Alec Burks at three years. And then, you know, Sterling Brown, a guy that was shooting the ball very well from three last year for Houston. When you add those moves together, Bryce, is there a strategy here to just load Doncic with shooters rather than trying to uh, pursue maybe a, a, a star level player like Lowry? Um, I think there is. I I, th- I think they are setting themselves up for for something bigger, but they need to make a move. You know, I, I think they they need to make some changes to their team. Um, obviously, they found themselves insufficient uh, in the playoffs again. It, it it all fell on Luka Doncic's shoulders, and he needs somebody that can carry that that some of that burden. And it was supposed to be Kristaps Porzingis, but obviously that isn't working out the way Mark Cuban uh, thought it would. So they may be looking to move him. I, I haven't heard anything about moving KP, but I I think it may be in the cards, but they definitely have to do something. Yeah. You know, if, if Travis Schmuck over there in Atlanta can't figure out what, what John Collins wants and meet those, those qualifications, then I think he should go over to Dallas. I absolutely think he should. You're being ridiculous. I'm not being ridiculous. Yeah, you are. I mean, he is a schmuck. No, he's an effective GM. I feel like they'll get the Collins. No, 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 enough. They'll get the Collins. No, they nailed the draft. They're not even close. They're not even close. The only thing I don't like is their, you know, couple of moves, but I'm not repeating those. Outside of that, like, look, I I just, I think Atlanta would be a very, uh, it would be puzzling if they didn't bring back Collins. It seems like there is interest to bring both sides together to make a move. Uh, but, but here's the thing, you know, they're going to have to match it up on money and um, you know, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. But I think Collins would be a great fit if that didn't work and out in Atlanta and you know, we'll just have to see where they're going. But when you can get shooting the way they have, I think that puts them in a good position. Um you know, they brought back Barjanovic, a guy that's always been good for the locker room. So we'll see where it goes. And, and you know, moving forward, who knows? Maybe there's maybe there's something to keep an eye on. Maybe there's not. Uh, next up, Rice, another move that I found intriguing. And then I'm going to let you pick a move that you found intriguing. Is the Chicago Bulls deciding to pull out the bag for Lonzo Ball. Uh, they've been needing a point guard. And by the way, the New Orleans Pelicans look silly, Bryce. They look yeah, they silly. Look, they look really bad. They look silly. You, can I remind you of this trade package? It's the oh, best please. trade package you've ever heard. Mm, please. Are you ready? It's lit- It's the best trade package you've ever heard. This trade package includes Tomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick. That's what it includes. It includes Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick. Pretty good player. Now, granted, if people have known me a lot before this podcast – you know, I've been kind of negative on Lonzo Ball. Wasn't necessarily the biggest fan heading in. Uh, didn't think he would be an all-star necessarily, and I still don't to this day. But when it comes to Chicago, like, this is exactly the type of player they need, Bryce. They need to go up a level, right? There's a core there. Vucevic, Levine, uh, Patrick Williams. You know, there's guys that can really put the ball on the floor and make something happen. But having a point guard 
that's not like Colby White is a benefit to that team. Colby White likes to score the ball. Alonzo Ball likes to dish the ball. It's a good thing. Not to mention, StatMuse put out an amazing stat on Alonzo Ball this, uh, this last season. Can I name you how many uh, the guys that he's made more threes than last mm-hmm. season? Please. Trey Young, Paul George, Brad Beal, Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, and Seth Curry. Those are good shooters that I just mentioned. And Lonzo Ball made more threes than them. Lonzo Ball made more threes than them. Lonzo Ball had a great season last year, and I think there is no reason that it's not going to only get better. Right? I mean, it's, it's, I, did, I love this move for Chicago. It's a lot of money, but you got to get to the playoffs. And say what you want to say, but Lonzo Ball is still a box office guy to be. People, people like watching his style of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the Bulls, I, I think you're right, Caleb. I, I think, you know, after the Vucevic deal uh, midseason, uh, uh, last NBA season, and then Levine, who is, you know, budding before our eyes. Yes. Uh, with the addition of Lonzo Ball, a point guard who's, who's not going to take the ball out of your playmaker's hands. He's actually going to put the ball in their hands um, and, and then, you know, score when he needs to. I think it's a really good start. Um, you know, I know they're, they, they're still trying to move off Markkanen, which, you know, I, I understand. I totally. still think the kid can play. I think Markkanen can still be good. I, I don't know about you, Caleb. I know you're kind of low on him, but I am lower on him. I, I, I still think he can play. Okay. Um, I mean, Chicago, Chicago is, is willing to make the moves to get better. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing to watch. You know, I I think they're definitely a playoff team. I we've talked about this, Caleb. They barely missed the the play in last season. Um, I I don't think if doesn't go down uh, with uh, COVID. Uh, oh, Caleb, we got a little something something in here. We got a we got a new deal. The New York Knicks, Caleb Lynn, have signed Evan Fournier to a four-year, $78 million deal. Okay, so talk to me Talk to me with this, okay? The New York Knicks have basically shredded their off-season plans. Like, in the paper, it, what it, what it... <laughs> This is a joke. This is this is a joke. This is this what is are what you the Knicks doing, do. Scott Perry? This is this is what the Knicks do. Oh. This is what the Knicks do. They 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 say they're all in on a bunch of these stars. Demar Derozan was linked to the Knicks. Uh, there were other there were other big name guys linked to the Knicks, and and this is what they come out with: Evan Fournier, who who oh. Boston tried to resign, but but then the, the deal went sour. And this is this is what we get. Evan Evan Fournier just takes the biggest contract he can, and which the New York Knicks are more than happy to give it to him because that's what the New York Knicks do. It's nineteen and a half. Million they will be stuck in mediocrity forever. And this is why. This is why. I just this is this is so bad at the Knicks. It's embarrassing. The, the only logical reasoning would be like, and you would have to really make a case, is that. They signed Fournier to this big contract and Burks to this bigger contract so they could match up salaries without giving a bunch of young talent. But the fact is, like, why are you doing this for a guy that doesn't move the needle? Evan Fournier just doesn't move the needle. Not to mention the New York Knicks have good guards. Emmanuel yeah. quickly deserves yeah, play to play him. more. Play Derek him. Rose. They have they have guys that are ready to come in and step up. And by the way, you paid Alec Burks ten million dollars 
each season for the and, next three years. And, and R.J. Barrett well. is a star potential. Bryce, I am talking four or five guards already. And you sign Evan Fournier. I just well, don't understand so, what the Knicks are doing. So with Fournier, there there is a team option on the fourth year. So worst oh. case scenario, you get three years of Fournier. No, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get three years of 18 points a game, probably declining over the next three. Look, the way that I see it with the Knicks is I just it, this just doesn't make sense to me. They're a better team than they're a better team than where they're allocating their money. They are a better team. Nerlens Noel is a good player. I can kind of get convinced on signing him to three-year deal, but I can't really get convinced that Evan Fournier for 78 million is the right decision. Definitely can't convince that Alec Burks for three years in that type of deal is worth it. Uh, when I personally think you can get guys like him for the minimum. Uh, so I just, I just, I don't know what the Knicks are doing, Bryce, but I feel like, I feel like they've not been what the answer has been looking for. I can't, I wasn't even that impressed with them in the draft like because they didn't do anything. Like they had the two picks. They kept saying they no. wanted to move up. They never moved up. No. Like no. the Knicks never, the Knicks never moved up. The Knicks, the Knicks sent all these things to their fans and they didn't do any of it. They didn't do any of it. And that's a right. shame. And that's a shame. Uh, Bryce, uh, do you have a, another team or a player in mind here, a particular signing that you feel like needs to get talked about? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple things. Um, one, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm curious about the LA teams and what they're going to do to retool and come back. Um, Shams just reported that Nicholas Batum has agreed to a two year deal to return to the Clippers. I don't know how much this helps them. I I'll be honest. I, when I watch Batum all season, I, I don't know what he really does for them to make them this championship caliber team. I just don't see it. Caleb, um, as far as the Clippers go, that's about been all they've done. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's expect sign, but Kawhi has said that he's willing to listen to other teams. I don't know if that goes anywhere. I don't know who who can offer a max deal like that. Uh, being completely honest, sure. Um, and then as far as the Lakers go, they've made three signings on day one. Uh, they they've signed uh, the laundry detergent that is uh, Trevor Ariza. And they've signed Dwight Howard, who's coming back to L.A. after winning a title with them. And then they signed Wayne Ellington, another former Laker. So they signed three former Lakers back to the team. Um, I think Ellington's uh, probably the uh, him and Dwight Howard are, are I think are going to be decent pickups for them. Ariza just needs to hang them up, Caleb. They need to hang them up. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like Howard and Ellington. Uh, either you're going to hit or miss on Ellington. Either you're going to want to trade Ellington at the deadline for more help, or you're going to keep him all the way through the season. I agree. Um, I, I, the way that I see it for, for the Clippers and the Lakers, both, uh, I, I think the Batum deal is a really good deal for them. I, I do. He, he's a, he's a, he's, he was very good for them this season. Uh, and I thought he really showed it in the playoffs. Uh, they played him at the four, they played him at the five, 40% three point shooter this year. He was big for them in the playoffs when it mattered. Uh, I was very skeptical, uh, but he absolutely he absolutely did what they needed him to do. Uh, to get him on a two-year deal, I think, was a big deal. Bryce, your Golden State Warriors were very interested in Nicholas Batum and, and you know, would give them some shooting, some movement. Uh, I, you know, I, I like Batum. I like what he can give mm-hmm. you. And I, I, I could see that really paying off for the Clippers on a two-year deal. And, you know, I think the Lakers – here's the thing, right? I, I just – they're trying to get that championship experience back. Clearly, they're trying to get Dwight back because, well, Dwight killed it with them. 
two years ago and he, he played good in Philly. And, and I think that, you know, the Lakers desperately wanted him back. I think they tried to get Trevor Reza to get some wing depth. And I agree with you on Ellington that I think the three ball is legit, but if it doesn't work out, you know, I feel like there could be some other avenues for them. Uh, so, you know, the way that I see it with the with the LA teams, they're going to be fascinating stories like they always are. And they're probably going to get some free agents that we sit there and we're like, wow, they probably could have gotten more money. And guess what? They, they, they did because they decided they wanted to go to the LA teams. So uh, there's no question to me that uh, there are strategy there. Uh, and there's going to be some guys that I think will potentially look there. And, and wh- however that looks, uh, I think the Lakers should be, should be quite happy with, uh, with, with what they're going to do. If, if they come out of this, Okay. And they say, all right, we're going to fill in the blanks and we're going to get these veteran leadership type of players. You know, there's no reason uh, that they can't get back to where they once were. Uh, I just think you have to get some shooting. Ellington's just the start, mm-hmm. right? You got to get some more shooting. That's well, that's they, my they next lost KCP. Uh, uh, Caleb, yeah. we got Derek Rose returning to the Knicks on a three year, $43 million deal. Again, I again, I, 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 I'm not going to get too look, big onto the he Knicks. But out, I he balled out. He balled out. Okay, but uh, I, Caleb, I, I can we talk about some losers? Can we talk well, about some losers as a okay, free agency? Sh- okay, sure, but we sure don't get too deep into the Knicks though. We talked about the Knicks lower. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about okay, the Knicks. Okay, I'm not. Right. I'm avoiding the Knicks on this. Okay, okay go. My first loser, and, and and I'm talking about draft. And free agency so far. The San Antonio Spurs. Okay. The San Antonio Spurs are big losers in my book. Here's why. Okay. Let, let's go back to last Thursday evening, Caleb, the NBA draft. The Spurs have the 12th pick, and they come out of nowhere and they draft Joshua Primo, a shooter, a shooter out of Alabama. Yes. yes. Okay. But they're not done. Which, well, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead no, I was about to say, can I give a little bit of context? Uh, because sure. Sure. The 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 net the so a couple things to to think about with Primo. Uh, I know Alex and Dylan were one and we talked about him a little bit. So I think that's a that's something to look at. But you know, Primo is a younger guard from Alabama. Can shoot, defend at a high level. Oates kind of used him sporadically. Started went to the bench consistent inconsistent role because they had so many shooters but the fact that he got picked very high a little bit confusing but take it away Bryce it's very confusing well so the Spurs had a second round draft pick okay and they picked Joe Wieskamp another guy who's just a shooter shooter at Iowa good shooter okay all right so you pick two shooters all right fine but now we come to today in free agency the Spurs decide to give Doug McDermott, who Caleb, we, we are very familiar with, and we know Doug McDermott, Doug McDermott, big time shooter in the NBA. They give him, what was it, three years, 42 million? Yes. Is that what the deal was? Yes. And then yes. they sign Zach Collins. <sighs> Caleb, I don't yeah. know about you. I'm confused. I'm confused. No, I yeah, I, I I don't get Zach. What Collins. what's the what? Are are they trying to make Dejounte Murray request a trade? Is that what they're trying to? Do? I I don't. And they needed shooting. They absolutely yeah. needed shooting. Yeah. But I feel like this is this is a bit overboard. This is a bit overboard. 
on, on the shooting. Well, Come on. Why? I, okay, so Don gives you elite shooting. I think you and I would agree there. Yes. Uh, but I think that the one that just makes no sense to me is Zach Collins. I mean, how yes. he deserves seven million a year. He doesn't even play. Right doesn't, doesn't make any play. sense. And then you're, and then a long term deal. You know, maybe I could understand to prove it, but I mean, you gave him three years, and doesn't, doesn't I mean, they play. they are bad in the front court. They are bad in the front court. Sure, so sure. I think they probably are thinking to themselves, if Zach Collins can get to what he somewhat was in Portland, it's better than their five man. Sure. It's better than Yakapotal. And I think that's probably their logic. But at the same time, I just don't understand. I agree with you the way they're allocating their money because McDermott is a good, he's a good shooter, but here's, here's my problem. Here's the, the, the problem with the Spurs in general is they have a lot of players who do similar things, right? So you have Jonathan Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell. Four guys, younger guards, guys that are not in this well, White's not really younger, but Murray, Walker, Vassell, younger guys that, you know, need playing time to develop. Well, Doug McDermott and paying Doug McDermott indicates that you're going to play him, which indicates you're going to give him big minutes, which lessens the opportunities that other guys can get. So I, I agree with you. I think San Antonio is very perplexing. Uh, unless they make some, which I do think it's possible they could make some trades. There was talk of them trying to move off of the Jante uh, at one point in time. I could see that being realistic. Uh, I could also see this team just look, maybe maybe make a couple moves. I could see Derek White getting moved. I could see Derek White uh, at this point uh, come in and, and a guy like that, who's you know not necessarily the youngest guy, but certainly. Uh, can help a contender. I don't think there's any doubt about that, Bryce. He's a very good shooter. He's a very good playmaker, and he can uh, really handle the ball well. So the way that I see it um, is that, you know, the Spurs are trying to make this move with uh, with the whole idea that they just are trying to get back to relevance. I think Greg Popovich knows that he doesn't have much time left, and I think because he knows he doesn't have much time left, they're just they're being a little more dicey with the money test time around. Caleb, Caleb, and we have we'll another deal works. coming in here. Oh, go uh, ahead. The Chicago Bulls have signed Alex Caruso to a four-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal. I think that's incredible value, Caleb. I think that's great value for a guy that can give you a spark off the bench. Uh, signs him away from the Lakers. I don't know, Caleb. I feel like this kind of this kind of hurts the Lakers bench just ever so slightly. Well, Caleb, you know, how do you really feel, how do you feel about this? It's interesting because you don't make the move unless your starting player doesn't play your your best player doesn't play defense. So the way that I see it with the oh, Chicago wow. Bulls is wow. that is that they're basically trying to surround him with defensive talent, which it's possible that they could do that. But at the same time, Chicago is clearly trying to surround defensive talent with the fact that they are just, this is not a good defensive team. And Billy Donovan and the Bulls front office is completely panicking by signing guys who are defensive first. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but again, is Alex, Alex Cruz is young enough to where it could pay off down the run. I can understand that argument, but... You know, look, I'm already thinking about Chicago, right? 
thinking about Kobe White, think about Lonzo Ball, think about Zach Levine. You're not paying Lonzo Ball $84 million to just play 20 minutes a game. You're not paying Zach Levine, or you're not playing Zach Levine to just play him fill in the blank minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe White's this really good young player that you might want, but I mean, Bryce, it's, you know, what comes into my head right now is maybe they want to trade him. I know that sounds weird, but what if that deal is a sign and trade? Maybe if marketing is, you know, wanting to do a sign and trade is Kobe White a part of that. Could Chicago, you know, say marketing and white are gone. Okay. We'll look to upgrade a position. Well, I said, I don't know that. At, what are you looking at? I mean, are you looking at like the three? Who who do they have as their starting three right now? Well, right now you got Patrick Williams as your starting three. Okay, okay, okay. But you got to have Vucevic. You got Vucevic at the five. And you know, you got currently Mark, Young. Oh, maybe. well, I've heard Young is on the block. I heard I heard Young's on the block. Well, look, I mean, I maybe, but Chicago, look, Chicago's got to do something, man. Chicago's got to do something to get this team into the playoffs. And if Crusoe I think, I think they're already in, in the I think they're already in the you playoffs. You think Crusoe gets them in the playoffs? A I don't piece think, like I don't that gets them in the Caruso. playoffs. I don't a piece like that, yes. I think I I think so. Okay. I think so. Look. All right. Well, the way I see it, you know, let's just see where it all turns out and uh, you know, they should they should feel good. Chicago should feel good. Uh, but well there, there's probably going to be a couple more moves made and and we'll just have to keep our eye on and you know we'll keep you updated well as long as we're doing this podcast right now oh absolutely yeah absolutely and and bryce i i i'll be nice okay this is my present to you i'll let you talk about your team's moves because i know you're happy about the two your team i am i am tj mcconnell i know you're happy about tory craig i I am i don't i don't want to jack up your party so what do you think about what do you think about tj mcconnell and tory craig coming back to the pacers which i I want to say something for context real quick before you get into it please zach and bryce have basically haunted down the pacers front office for at least four months begging for tory craig to go to the pacers oh yeah i really want to know if they listen to this podcast at some point because i didn't hear much tory craig to the pacer smoke outside of this podcast yeah, so I yeah, think Bryce and Zach should be credited for their recruiting of Tory Craig. Yeah, baby. Yeah, they baby. should be getting some sort of deal for this, dude. We a a Pritchard, if you're listening, we would just we would like uh, two gold, gold. Okay, don't cheap out. We want gold, Tory Craig unis. That's what we want. We want them. Send them to Paul Mitchell, the school in Indianapolis. Uh, that is our place of business. Uh, <laughs> please send them there. Caleb, we re-signed McConnell, our spark off the bench. Okay, we 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 traded away Aaron Holiday, so we needed a backup point guard, and, and this solidifies. This absolutely solidifies our. We actually have a backup point guard to play two point guards anymore. We have three point guards, and we try to play all three. It really didn't work out, in my opinion. So I think this is a great move for the Pacers. We signed the guy that's proven that a defensive maestro and can score when he needs to. And then we get Tory Craig, who we heard, you're right, Kill. we heard absolutely nothing about. We heard absolutely nothing about. We just see uh, Woes tweet out two years, $10 million. Caleb, I don't know about you. <laughs> I know you love value. I, I know you love value. And that's like really value. good value, Caleb. That's really good. And now, Caleb, now you, you did try to throw wet towel on our fire, on our fire party. And you said, uh, 
that we are now right at the luxury cap. And uh, you're right. The Pacers probably aren't done. So I'm very curious to see who we move off of. The reports say it's Lamb. There were reports of Brogdon. Uh, but that was more so in the realm of Alonzo Ball sign-in trade with Brogdon, which obviously is dead now. Alonzo Ball is going to the Chicago Bulls. I'd be interested. I, I hope we just don't trade Lamb for like a second-round pick, and that's it. You know, and like some dud that's somebody stashed on their bench. Like I really hope we we make a move for for somebody uh, that's on a, a cheaper contract that can actually help us this year. I don't know who that would be. I haven't done my research on that. Uh, sure. being completely honest with you, but uh, make it fun for us. Make it fun. Yeah. You know, let's do yeah. it. But I, I, I like, I like where we're headed right now, Caleb. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, we've talked about Dinwiddie. We've talked about Deer no, and Fox. No, no, no. What's your problem with Dinwiddie? Huh? Too, you're getting a little too cute. What's, Look, pro- what's your problem no, with Dinwiddie? You are. You're getting, you're getting a little. What's too your cute. problem with Dinwiddie? You are. You, you're Go not, ahead. You're not, what's your problem? You are. You you're you're on a high right now. What's okay? wrong and with it's Dinwiddie? My job. It's my job as a co-host uh-huh. to keep you in check, just like I do with Carson once. Um, I keep you in check, and I I have to do it again because the fact is, you need to understand that you made two good moves. Okay, but the but but you gotta under, you gotta understand you got you're gonna have to be realistic with your package. And I, to be honest, I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie is better than Malcolm Brogdon. I don't think he's even close to better than Malcolm Brogdon. So he put, he I think I think the Pacers the Pacers to me the Pacers to me would be better off with Brogdon. And, and look, I'm, I don't I'm if I'm the Pacers, okay, I am trying to engage the market. I am curious to see what the market is for Jeremy Lamb, a guy that um, you know I think you know, would be needed by some teams, a guy who can shoot, a guy who can play some defense. The Pacers just have a lot of guys like that. So uh, moving forward, uh, just from what I'm seeing, Bryce, I think there's a lot of action for the Pacers to be had. Uh, the draft was good for them, Bryce. Absolutely. I like what they did in the draft. Absolutely. Uh, Jackson was very good. Uh, Duarte as uh, a guy that can help play right now. I think that's very Rick Carlisle uh, to go pick a guy like that. Uh, who's, you know, more experienced rather than a guy with potential because it really hasn't worked out outside of Doncic when Dallas picks guys that have typically only played like one year. That's not a very Dallas-like thing to do. And, uh, you know, and it wasn't a Dallas thing when Carlisle was there. And then now seeing Indiana, Indiana is like, hey, we're going to pick up the Carlisle strategy, going getting some guys that are more experienced, been around more, and I think that'll be more effective moving forward. Uh, but next up for the for the list, Bryce, I got I got some more I got some more teams in mind here, but I'd like for you to, uh, you know, take it away here on a couple more. The Pacers, obviously a team that you really like. Uh, but is there a team that you said to yourself, I'm surprised they haven't made enough moves or uh, I'm curious of the direction that they're going in? And, and while you're thinking that I'll give you I'll give you some time. Um, okay. I am a little bit intrigued at how Houston approaches free agency. Because I think if you draft as many players as you have, you can't just have a bunch of young players around and then expect them to benefit. You have to get veteran players. You're going to have to get players, in my opinion, that aren't just guys you sit on the bench, but guys that you're actually going to have to play and give them veteran, like legit veteran minutes. Like, it really wouldn't shock me, okay, if like, if Houston just kind of goes out and gets this 
decent veteran and says, look, Hey, we'll pay you, you know, a good amount of money for like a couple seasons just to help like mentor our guys. Like, mm-hmm. do I think that like Thaddeus young might be an interesting rocket? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think Thaddeus young would be an interesting Houston rocket. If the, if the, you know, they were really wanting to move off of him. Uh, you know, there's some pieces around Chicago, you know, around Chicago, like especially that, I think that would be really good for them. Uh, I thought their draft was really good, but how they line up in free agency is interesting. Do you have some others that you like or, uh, or don't like? Sorry. I, so I, I'm kind of curious about, uh, about Denver. Uh, they re-signed a couple of their guys. They re-signed Jamichael Green. They re-signed Will Barton. Uh, and then they signed Jeff Green, who I, I think, you're way too high on him, Caleb. I'm being completely honest. No, Sorry, I'm dude. not. Yeah, you no, are. I'm yes, not. you are. I, no, I'm not. Yes, Let me clarify. Yes, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I said he's yes, a good role are. player. I didn't say anything more than that. I just, I don't good see where player. he fits in this rotation. I don't, I don't get it. Here's the thing about, That's about. That's fair. Uh, this is my thing about Denver. They have so many role. I think you can have too many role players. And I think they have too many. Okay. Wow. Paul Millsap is not getting any, any younger. He's okay, Will Barton. Will Barton uh, is legit. Yeah, you're right. Paul Millsap is a free agent. But Jeff a good Green, point there. Jeff yeah. Green is not getting any younger. Okay, Jamichael Green needs to step the heck up oh, and quick on. and oh, quick. Come on. Okay, come on. he's a good player. Come on, why are you hating on him? Sure, sure, he's a good player. But but come on, man. Oh, come on. You're, you're... I I think I think Denver's getting a little too cute. I think I really think they need. Uh, you know, the Aaron Gordon thing is cute. You know how I feel about that. No, I think they you're need, ridiculous. They need a third legitimate guy. And when I mean legitimate, I mean all-star. All-star. Okay. All right. You know, well, that's I, fine. But you know how would be get awesome it? there? Well, and that's it? the thing. Well, they need to quit spending all these all these role players oh. that they think are worth more than what they are. Okay. Well, well, well okay. Well, what's the pack? Could you imagine? Could you imagine a DeMar DeRozan in Denver? I don't know how they would do it. Uh, well, I, okay, don't don't think about how they would do it. Just I don't know how they would do it. No, no, just think. I don't think about money. Okay, don't think about money. <laughs> Murray, DeRozan, and Jokic. A kid. Could you imagine? I don't. I don't. Well, Porter's better than DeRozan, right? Could you make an argument? Um, I, no, Caleb. Caleb, list. You just compared cool. Michael Porter Jr. You just said Michael Porter Jr. is better than Demar freaking. No, Dawson. I look. look yes, you I did. Did. yes, you no, did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You could make an argument. No, you know, you I wish. Make, I wish Zach was here because no, he would no, roast you, you could, so hard. No, you can make the. No, you can make it. the argument. You can make the argument. Caleb, you can make we the talked argument. about it during the playoffs. Oh, if he wasn't hitting threes, he sucked. He no, was scoring three look, points a game. No, no, no. I agree with you. In the playoffs, he was. There were there were nights he looked awful. I agree with you. There's nights he looked awful. If DeMar plays the way that he played this season for somebody, then sure. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I feel like he can really benefit somebody. But at the same time, like, I think he's – I really don't know where he's going to go, Bryce. He's been rumored to a lot of different teams because it seems like he's willing to take pay cuts. It seems like he's he's wanting a championship. He's going to go, in my opinion, to the team that he feels like – can get the championship. Well, I mean, I've heard Lakers and I've heard Heat. I don't know how that happens for either, to be honest. Well, one, the Heat, I don't know how that works in the rotation. I guess you move Jimmy Butler to the three, but do you love that? Yeah. I don't know. True. True. And and the Lakers, I 
True. I just, I can't see that. I can't no, see fair. it. That's you know, fair. I don't know. No, it I makes sense. I mean, I think I, the I mean, Lakers. It's a, it's a very intriguing. Yeah, the Lake the Lakers need shooting. I mean, here's where I would love them to go. I would love them to go to Dallas, but I think that's out after they re-signed Tim Hardaway. I think that's out. Um, that would be. That would, it would be awesome, though. It would be awesome. Yeah, you yeah, would be good there. You know, it's kind of a you know, you know, if you have Tim Hardaway at shooting guard, maybe Demar at the three. I don't know. If you know, give your, give yourself some. But either way, I don't. You know, he he's a good player. I agree with you. He's a good player, and and he'll impact a team. Uh, but but I I mean I just Denver's well, tricky for me, right? I need guys that can move the ball. Demar Derozan sure. is very ISO heavy. Sure. Well, here's you know, another I, one that I'm I'm curious about, Caleb. Sure. So I'm I'm curious about Utah. Okay. So sure. they resigned Mike Conley. Sure. sure. All right. So what what direction are they are they wanting to go? Yeah, they got Clarkson, the sixth man of the year award. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mitchell's going to healthy. Uh, hopefully Conley can stay healthy. That's a big what if, though. Massive what if. You still Massive. have Ingles. You still have Bogdanovich. Yep. I mean, what, what, else are, what else are they planning to do? I mean, I've heard Ingles and, and, you know, maybe moving Ingles or Bogdanovich. I don't know if they move Bogdanovich. I think it's more likely that they move Ingles if they do. I don't know, Caleb. I mean, what do you think? I mean, should no, they add good, any? I feel like they need to add something. Well, they have to. The problem is they have to get off. The, they have to get off contracts. Right? Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, you I mean, when you sign two you two white else. guys that do the same thing, no, nearly no, the same I mean, thing. No, no, come on. Ingles, Ingles gives you much better playmaking than Bogdanovich. Sure. sure okay. Fine, it, fine. The way that I see it, when you got when you got this situation, is I agree with you. You probably got to move off Ingles. Uh, I like Ingles more than Bogdanovich, but. It's probably the more logical move. Uh, I, I like what Ingles can bring to somebody. Uh, you know, I just, the way that I see it, man, I I think that uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see, you know, if you're the Jazz, are you looking to um, get younger? Are you looking to get some guys that can have a little more upside to them rather than like stability, really good role players? Uh, there's a lot of questions there. Uh, the Jazz really have been quiet since the Conley move. Um, I think they'll probably get some better in minimums, uh, but we'll we'll have to see kind of where things line up. I agree with you, Bryce, that that's a team that's got a lot of intrigue uh, when it's all said and done. And I, I got something for you, Bryce, that I think you're going to like. Okay. JaVale McGee to the Phoenix Suns as their backup five, man. Is that a done deal? That's a five. Uh, yes, yes. Four-year, five million dollar deal. Oh, uh, you got off storage, man. The producer, the producer of the Running Hook Podcast Network said, "Hey, you're gonna want to know this because I, I do want to know this." So, we'll, yeah, we'll, I'm not, I'm not gonna go too deep into it, but they did fix their backup five position. Yeah, baby, you love to see it. I think that really does solve that issue. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, imagine seeing Javale McGee instead of. Dario Saric, uh, and after he went down, Frank Kaminsky come in. So I think that, that that's a big move. That's a big move. Yeah. Caleb. Yes. I have another loser. Oh. I have a loser. And again, it's draft night leading into free agency. Oh, oh, I can I can feel it. In my bones, I can feel the team you're going to say. Would you like to take a guess at it? No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. I want the viewers to know this. The Sacramento Kings. <laughs> We draft De'Aaron Fox. Awesome. He's awesome. Guess what? We need another point guard to go along with him. Tyrese Halliburton, come on down. Great. But, Caleb, you know what would make it even better? 
Sure. A third point guard. A third Davion guard. Mitchell. <laughs> come on down. Uh, we've already we, we 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 strike out with big guys. We can't. Does Samuel Harkless uh, signing not do it for you? Uh, we, uh, we'll get to that, Caleb. So so you've blown it with with Marvin Bagley. You need to move off of him. You can't re-sign Rashawn Holmes for whatever reason. You can't get the deal done. So what do you do as your as your <laughs> as your backup plans? <laughs> Mo Harkless, baby. Mo freaking oh, oh. Harkless. It, it, there's one other guy though. There's, There's one other, other guy. guy that they've signed. Yes, go ahead. Alex Len. Alex Len. Oh, yes, Len. yes. As our, as our other Len. safety valve, Alex Len. Alex freaking. Caleb, they are trying to make the Aaron Fox force a trade. They're trying. I agree. And, and, and you know what? At this point, I hope Rashawn Holmes walks. I hope he walks. I think he will. I don't know where he goes. I don't know. Again, I don't know what major player would can fork out the money for him. Caleb, you know it'd be awesome. Who? Pacers, baby. No, stop it. Yeah, baby. No, it no, would stop happen. it. it because would never no, because we're, unless we're you trade, we're you're set. set and you have too much money. You're being yeah, ridiculous. We're set. We're set. It, the, now that that was that was ridiculous. Yes, I agree. It would the be Hornets. Fun. The Hornets are were the, the hot team for a while. Yeah, but they got that I find to be they got Plumlee and then uh, they they got Kai Jones, I believe. And if if they if they think that Plumlee's the guy, well, good for them. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of potential. (sighs) That was another thing. That was another thing, Caleb. Detroit trades Plumlee. Let's let's talk about Detroit. To to sign Kelly Olenek. I mean, they got Cunningham. Okay, that's good. But. I just don't understand the idea of we're trading Plumlee to sign Olenek and we paid Olenek enough money to where, Bryce, if I'm looking at it from the outside and I see what you just paid Kelly Olenek, would that indicate to me that Kelly Olenek is starting? I think so. So he's starting over Isaiah Stewart? <sighs> He shouldn't be starting over Isaiah Stewart, Bryce. No, I, he's I not going to get any better. And I get it. He's, I just, he's, he's not. He's not going to. Isaiah Stewart's not going to get. He's going to need starting level minutes, just like any young big guy in the yeah, NBA. You have to give him starting level minutes. And Stewart had a very good rookie season, and I feel like he could really build off of it. But I mean, please be smart with it, please. Please be yeah. smart with it and execute this correctly. Isaiah Stewart's a good player. Uh, let's let's make sure he gets started and let, let's make sure he's, you know, doing his thing because I, I think that's a big piece for them. Plumlee, I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a good move for Charlotte, but for Detroit and to just go right back and sign Kelly, um, it just it just didn't do a lot for me. It wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, for Sacramento, you know, I'll, I'll speak on them a bit here. I think the deer and fox thing, I feel like that's been something that's been in the shadows for a long time. It just seems like there's something there. It just seems like the Kings are just ready for the time that he actually does it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they, they may have drafted Halliburton. Okay. They may have drafted Halliburton to go with Fox. They may have. All right. I don't know that, but maybe they did. Um, but I don't know if their intention was to have the two of them together, but then having Mitchell there too, like, there was a rumor for a long time, Bryce, that Deer and Fox wanted to play more off guard. 
I don't know if you remember that, but there was yeah. a lot of heat on that. So then a lot of people believe that a huge reason for Davion Mitchell coming in was that he was the point guard, the guy that's going to come in, set the energy, maybe Darren Fox at the two, maybe some Halliburton at the three, as Dylan Hughes mentioned on his, his podcast with Alex Burr. And I, yeah, I kind of don't hate yeah, it, no, but no, at the same I time, I think you have to get that. some more size. You have to get some more, you have to get some more perimeter size. Your team is just too small. And that's a concern for me. If I'm the Kings, sure. the Kings, in my opinion, I, I should see a very different looking Kings team. But you're not. Fighting back Mo Harkless, Alex Lynn, just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't like they should be able to mix and match different players, you know, and, and, and that shouldn't be a, that shouldn't be too big of an issue uh, moving forward. And, and I, I'd look, we'll see if they can. I, I honestly thought that if they nailed this free agency, right, they might be a playing team. Mm-hmm. But no, no. <laughs> No, no, the last two moves they made have, have no, just have totally missed it for me. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand where they're going with that. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I got a couple more. Okay. That I think I'm are interesting. Yeah. One, uh, the fact that Bobby Portis took a massive discount instead of getting the bag to run it back yeah. with Milwaukee is a big deal for Milwaukee. But I also think it's kind of well. Now, Portis, he gave himself a second-year option. Yes, he did. Okay, so things don't go well. He feels it fading. He can opt out and go get the bag next year, which I think he will more than likely move away from from Milwaukee unless Milwaukee has opened up a lot more money, which is possible, but I don't think so because, I mean, you got to pay – you pay Giannis, you pay Middleton, you pay Holiday. That's going to be a bulk of your money right there. Absolutely. So I think I uh, Portis. I think it's interesting. I think he should have take. I think I think he should have signed somewhere else this year and, and gotten paid. I don't know what it's going to look like for Milwaukee next year. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with, but I don't know that they're going to have a I repeat agree. of this year. Yeah, so I thought that was no, interesting. Portis Portis is a guy that you know when you look at what he brought to the table for them. Uh, you know they wouldn't have won the championship without him. Um, but but I agree with you. I'm very shocked he didn't take the money. Uh, yeah. I, I I was very shocked. Well, I mean, because there was there was a report out there that he was seeking fifteen plus million, and, and I mean, he signs for two years, nine million dollars, so he's making four and a half million dollars this year. Like, why not go to Dallas? Dallas offered you. Why not go to Dallas? The yeah. playing time's clear. Why Why not go to Dallas? Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Because I'm telling you right now, the the Dallas Mavericks probably won't bail on you in a clutch game. No, they probably won't not. bail on you like Milwaukee did earlier in the second round and, you know, against Brooklyn. Look, he's got a title. I don't. I mean, I just too much. no. I'm just saying though. Uh, like, I, I know. I know you're just saying. It's just you don't even know if they could. You don't even know if he can, they can commit to you sure. in big sure. games down the line. I get it. I, I get it. it. I get it. You don't even know it. Again, okay, give me your other team, Rice. We'll wrap. Uh, well, my other one was Gary Trent Jr. getting the bag. Oh dear. And rightfully so. That kid is a no, baller, Caleb. No, I don't know why you're, getting, you're so low on him. It's no, embarrassing that no, you're not, not jumping low. on the Gary Trent Jr. Train. No, no, I'm not low. I haven't been. Yes, low. you are. It's a lot of it's a lot of money though. He's getting eighteen a, a money, year. You're telling me you would money. pay eighteen mil a year. It's a lot of money for, for just Gary a good Tr- stretch of basketball. Oh my gosh. Like no, I'm, you're you know, they're gonna need no, they're not. They're, they're gonna need some more consistency. I wanna see the role that they have for him. Are He's they expecting him to be the starting shoe guard? That's a legitimate yes. question. Yes, Van you know, Vliet's going to be at the one because they're going to cut Dragic. So you're just not going to play a top five pick? You're just not going to play Scotty Barnes? You're just not going to play him? They'll put, they'll put him at the like. They'll put him at the three. They'll move OG to the four. 
Siakam to the five? Nah, forgot about that. Oh, come on, Bryce. There's a question in how I'm managing this and this asset. Trent's a good player. I'm not saying he's not. My issue is I bring like, Scotty Barnes off the bench. Well, we'll see. I, look, I think Barnes is very good. Um, but sometimes, you know, I, you don't really pick top five guys to put them on the bench. I guess that's what I'm saying. I, I'm very curious to see how Scotty Barnes will, will you know, handle it. You know, Trent's a, Trent's a great shooter and, and he's a good scorer. There's no denying that. I, I was on the record, Bryce, of saying I did not like the Norman Powell deal for the Portland Trailblazers. No, see, that's embarrassing. I did not like that. No, I did because I like Gary Trent more than I did Norman Powell. No, you no, you did not. You did not yes, like Trent that much. No, yes, you didn't. Did. No, you yes, didn't. Did. No, you yes, didn't. Did. You don't like Trent. You no, don't like Trent. And you that's don't like true. Powell either. No, that's not true. That's not true. I don't think I don't I, I, I like both those guys. I'm just saying I'd rather have Trent. I'd rather have Gary Trent. And that's cool uh, if you don't believe me. No, I, I don't buy it. Well, you should. You should buy it. But anyhow, uh, you know, Bryce, that'll, that'll wrap it up. Uh, we just want to do something quick uh, as Alex and, and Dylan will will take over uh, on, on, on Friday on their typical release date. Uh, but Bryce Shaddy, good sir. Man, this was a fun NBA season. But, yeah, whirlwind, you know, man. The, yeah, let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. The Lynn Sanity listeners are going to be in for some heaters over the next month, aren't they, good sir? Oh, oh absolutely, they are. And absolutely. we are rolling with ideas, the Lynn Sanity podcast. We are rolling with ideas. Uh, the prediction pods are coming back on Wednesdays. We'll all be continuously flowing in and out guests. But, Bryce, on Mondays, we are hitting the previews hard. Yeah, we, we are. We have brought in multiple guests from the network. All the guests are excited. All the guests are looking forward to it. I'm not going to mention you guests, but one of the guests that's coming on for next week, I'll do this. I'll do this. Preview this. The guest that's coming on next week just released a book. He just released a book. I'm not going to reveal the name to you because you're going to have to guess it and you're going to have to think about it. But he's a good guy. Uh, He just released this awesome book and he co-hosts it. I mentioned his name multiple times. Uh, on this podcast and you know look uh, Bryce I think this is going to be a great start for what we're trying to do uh, we're looking to bring in some creativity with the NFL we're looking to bring in some different segments we're obviously going to still bring our get the sack segment there's no question about that oh, absolutely we'll continue to bring in different segments as well you and I have been working on some ideas continuing to work on some ideas uh, it should be an incredible uh, and a great time uh, to, to just be able to come in Talk some NFL, bring on the guests that we're bringing in. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm beyond excited for the new NFL season, Caleb. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to have a lot of guests, new segments. We're going to rip teams. We're going to praise teams. I'm going to continue to get a room with my Colts, and I don't care. I don't care. No, you, you better get a room with Brett Lundley. Uh, Brett Hundley. And, and without ah. further ado, uh, you know, continue to check uh, all of the all of the podcasts that we have uh, from Alex and Dylan, uh, Basketball Power Hour, to Zach Circle City Cinema, to Triple Option, who's been releasing podcasts, and they're looking to release a Big Ten and Mac uh, Mac Conference podcast. Uh, there's plenty coming on on, on this network. Uh, we're very excited about the direction right now. And uh, once again, thank you for listening to the Insane Podcast.